Welcome to PICGO Happenings. I'm your host, Diana McFarland. I'm here to give you a front row view of county government. All right, so today I'm here with Kim Vanderhyde, who's the finance director for Pennsylvania County. Kim, thanks for being here. Glad to be here. Been here for quite a while now. This is probably my 21st or second budget that I've had to put together and I'm well versed I guess in the process and how we get things started. No, absolutely. Um, just curious off the off the bat, do you remember which which of the budgets that you've worked on was the hardest? I say that each year is more challenging. You know, one year it may be difficult because we don't have the revenues. One year it may be difficult because we need um, a certain dollar figure for something big as far as capital or right. infrastructure mm -hmm. and you know each year has been a different problem, mm -hmm. but I would say each and every year poses to be a challenge in and of itself. This year was no different. Right. So we'll we'll get into the weeds with with some of the uh, some of the challenges in this year's budget. But first, if you just kind of want to walk me through the budget process, you know what what goes into developing Pennsylvania County's budget, which this year is about two hundred eighteen million dollars. So walk me through the process of developing that budget. All right. Well, we start back in the fall of each year. We'll start around October and we distribute out to our department heads and to our critical divisions like the school system. Mm -hmm. We will get them their um, capital improvements plan from the year before, which includes a five-year plan for them as far as capital infrastructure and um, automobiles right. and things like mm -hmm. that that they may need. And so we distribute that in October, and we require that they review that and give us a new five-year plan. Mm -hmm. We review that as management we then provide that list to our Board of Supervisors, and this year they actually adopted that plan mm -hmm. in December. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that in a particular year we'll be able to fund something, but it right. is a plan for management to go by to be able to know what funding is going to be needed in the coming year so mm -hmm. that we're not blindsided by things that hit us. Right. No, that makes sense. The first part of December, we will send out budget requests to our departments, to mm -hmm. our outside agencies, to anybody that we've provided funding in the past to say, hey, our budget process is now open. If you have requests that you would like to make to the Board mm -hmm. of Supervisors, please make those requests before December 31st. Right. So we get those in and they are put into our system and we set up meetings with all of our department directors and department heads. We discuss their budget and their budget needs and what they feel is the most critical of their budget and what mm -hmm. has to be funded for the coming year. Mm -hmm. Then we have our budget request and we determine, okay, how much money now do we need to fund these requests? Mm -hmm. And typically, just about every year, it's going to be in excess of about $5 million because all, all the time our needs typically exceed the revenue that we have to cover those needs. Right. And of course, this year was no different. Um, so once that happens, um, we start the process of whittling that down. We mm -hmm. look at our revenues, we come up with our estimates, and usually that happens by say mid-February, mm -hmm. and we determine, okay, this is the money that we have to fund the budget needs. Right. And then um, myself and the county administrator and the budget assistant will sit down and we will go through all of our notes and we will determine what our priorities are. Mm -hmm. And then we will go from there and we will start that process and the county administrator will present the final proposed budget, his budget, on March, middle March. Um, so last Tuesday was when 
um, Clarence Mundy presented his proposed budget to the Board of Supervisors for right. advertisement. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that's good background just to understand that you know this isn't something that's just thrown together quickly. This is a as you just said about a you know five six month process of of putting this together. So specifically for this budget that you know Mr. Monday presented at at the last Board of Supervisors meeting that they will then have the opportunity to adopt on April 11th, which that budget then runs July 1st through June 30th. So it's FY23, but runs half of 2022 through the first half of 2023. But talk to me about, you know, some of some of the highlights of this budget, high, high level, you know, what are some of the, the big picture items that people should know? One of the biggest things that citizens would probably want to know is the fact that we are using 2018 assessments. These were the assessments that were performed by Wingate, and each year of those are certified by our Commissioner of Revenue. Mm-hmm. And so each year they will change in the fact that we do have construction that will be added to those figures. Right. So our base will increase. Mm-hmm. So basically the figures that we used this year were from the 21 billing so that we knew what those levies were. Mm-hmm. And then we added to that any construction that occurred mm-hmm. in the calendar year of 21 to that to get our estimate to use this year. And so, you know, of course, we're using those assessments and not the new assessments. Another big item that was kind of an elephant in the room is what's going to happen with personal property. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure a lot of the citizens that are listening will be aware that it's been very difficult to find a new car, Mm -hmm. even more difficult to find a used car. And if you do, they're valued very highly. And so when we go through that personal property process, each year we receive um, our values from J.D. Power, and those values come into the Commissioner of Revenue, and each of the vehicles that's housed in Pennsylvania County are reviewed and, and updated based on those new values. Mm-hmm. And ours, from one year to the next, were about 28% for us. Wow. So we knew there was no way that we could um, filter such an increase through to our citizens. Um, So we made every effort to make that change and to look to see what would be be the most beneficial for them Mm -hmm. when we went through the process as well. So we are able to give a little bit more relief than what they had last year. Mm -hmm. Last year's relief figure was 44%. This year it will be 55%. That means that your bill is not going to be um, what it could have been. Now, that doesn't still mean that you won't, won't see an higher. increase, mm-hmm. but it won't be as large of an increase if if we had just gone with the base figures and not considered giving extra relief. Mm-hmm. So in, in essence, we get relief from the state to the tune of $4.1 million every year that must be given to our citizens. Mm-hmm. So we have to do at least the 4.1 this year, knowing that these values went up so tremendously, we're actually giving back $6.7 million to okay. our citizens. Mm-hmm. But revenues, we actually did see some growth in our revenues. Um, and that's because the economy works both ways. Mm-hmm. Yes, it affected us on the expenditure side and that we had to budget more for operational costs and for um, minimum wage increases right. and that kind of thing. But it also helps us on the other side because Products are up, so our sales tax is up. Mm -hmm. The last thing I would say is we are getting some growth from real estate because construction 
is still booming in Pennsylvania mm-hmm. County, which shows that we are growing. Right. And and I do want to point out that, you know, there there are no tax rate increases included in this budget, whether that be for personal property or real estate. So for anyone, you know, with, with a home or, or real estate, they'll have the same tax bill as last year because it's the same rate with the same assessment. And And we've been talking about, you know, that idea of not not raising tax rates, you know, providing more relief to to citizens through the personal property taxes. I know those were very high priorities for the Board of Supervisors and and even as as you all were developing this budget. So tell me a little bit more about what what some of those other priorities that the the board had uh, for this budget. So they were two of the the biggest ones, Um, but this board also wants to make sure that we maintain a strong fund balance, that we also provide adequate funding for our local schools. Mm -hmm. We want to keep pace with inflation and our operational costs so that we don't fall behind and not have enough funds for electricity bills and and gas increases and that kind of thing. Um, So we're no different than a citizen that has a budget in their own household. Mm -hmm. You know, our costs go up too just because we're the government. We still have the same issues that mm-hmm. are are before us. One of the big ones is probably keeping pace with minimum wage and making sure that our salaries adequately cover those changes. Mm-hmm. And so the next change that we will see will be January 1st. And that will mean that the minimum wage will go from $11 to $12. Mm-hmm. Our employees will be able to be at that $12 or above come January 1. Mm-hmm. Some other priorities were that we wanted to make sure that we funded immediate capital needs. We also have a jail project that's impending that Mm -hmm. we've been pushing off for. And I think it's time for us to get started on that. So it provides some funding to make sure that we're getting started on Mm -hmm. the right foot with that. Um, We also wanted to build some landfill reserves to make sure that in the future we had um, sufficient funding to cover um, future sale growth Mm -hmm. or sale openings and closings and um, the landfill is a very expensive venture. And you mentioned, you know, local education funding. I know that's been, that, that's a big priority of the board. That's where I know about, you know, tw- 28% of our general fund goes to funding local education. So talk to me a little bit about that priority and, and, and what that looks like. Um, it's a big priority for our board. Um, we have the best schools bar none in the state of Virginia, and they operate on very little Sadly, we rank very low when it comes to local funding for our schools. Um, And our board has made a concerted effort to improve that funding over the years. Mm -hmm. Um, It used to be many years ago, we would only do the bare minimum that was required by the state. Um, We are required each year to pay a certain dollar figure in order for our schools to receive any state funding. And so that is like our local required effort. That is what we are expected to pay for our schools. Mm -hmm. Last year, we were about um, 12% more than that minimum. Mm -hmm. Our minimum was around $17 million, and we were paying roughly $19.7 million to Mm -hmm. our schools. So we felt like we were in pretty good shape. Um, We got our estimates this year for next year's, and our local required effort jumped from 17 million to over 20 million. Okay. So it jumped over what we had been given. So Mm -hmm. we knew that we had to really look and dig deep in order to get enough money to provide adequate funding for our schools to be able to do what they're doing. And whereas we did not come close to giving them 12% more than the $20 million, we were able to give them 
a considerable amount more over what we gave them last year mm -hmm. um, to the tune of about $1.3 million, mm -hmm. um, which is a good amount. And I think they'll be able to do some good things with that. And hopefully in the future, we will be able to continue those increases for them. Well, Kim, I mean, there's there's a lot of different I think there's a lot of different points we could hit on this budget. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of different parts to this. As we mentioned, you know, it's a $218 million budget. More than half of that is for the schools. But then, you know, there's also the approximately $78 million general fund, which is more, you know, it, what the what the Board of Supervisors has more control over and can allocate and things like that. Um, but I mean, are there any other, you know, big points that you would want to hit or any other big takeaways that you would want the public to know about the budget? Um. I think it's important to note that in our budget, too, is our sewer and water fund and also our solid waste fund. And we are so excited that our solid waste fund is now self-sufficient. People may not be happy that we still continue with the $120 solid waste household fee, but that does strictly just pay for operations at our landfill. Um, it doesn't help with very large capital projects that may be going on. And in the future, what we're hoping for is that we will build enough reserve that we will be able to do those without additional funding, mm -hmm. such as opening new sales to put new trash in. Um, we do have contracts with three outside um, vendors to bring outside trash from mm -hmm. other localities, um, which we have been able to utilize to build those reserves. Right. So hopefully in the future, um, we won't have a problem with, you know, having antiquated equipment, that we're having nice equipment, and um, we won't have problems at our landfill that we've had in the past. Mm -hmm. But there's some big highlights. I mean, it's a lot that does go into the budget and um, very complicated. And a lot of what I do is down in the weeds. So I hope I've been able to provide a high level of you know, what does go into the budget process. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. I think that that was a very good high, high level overview. And I think that's important what you said about the the solid waste, you know, being self-sufficient uh, as, as an enterprise fund, meaning that it's, it's not taking taxpayer revenue. It's using the money coming in from the solid waste fee and from those outside contracts to fund all of those operations. And same with, with water and sewer that, you know, those essentially operate as their own businesses. They're not pulling from, you know, your real estate taxes or your personal property taxes. Those are two separate businesses almost to operate within Pennsylvania County government. Well, yeah, I mean, that's that's all the, the questions that I have. I mean, is, is there anything else that you would want to add? One thing that I would like to add is that I would invite all of the citizens to come out if they have questions or issues about the um, budget. We will have a public hearing on this budget on April the 4th. It'll be at 7 p.m., at the um, Educational and Cultural Center at mm -hmm. the school board office. So if you all would like to come out and share your concerns or thoughts about that budget, we would invite you to come. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. And also, you know, if you want to see more of this in, in writing, go to PennsylvaniaCountyVA.gov slash budget. Uh, there's a pretty, pretty thorough review of a lot of this information that we've gone over. So, Kim, thanks for being here. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Pitco Happenings. I hope you learned something informative. If you have a question, or want to make a comment, give me a call or send a text to 434-489-8739.